Hello fellow adventurers and welcome back to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I'm an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. Hello everyone. Yes, it's been a while since I recorded the last episode and yeah, because I didn't have any feeling or estimate about how long it really was, um, I just looked it up and was shocked when I realized that I missed seven weeks. Yeah, this this makes me sad and yeah, angry at myself because I really had planned to record one episode per week this year. But yeah, what shall I say? I mean, that's how it is. Um, somehow I was a bit out of energy for some reason and I didn't want to produce content just for the sake of it. Um, producing an episode typically takes me a lot of time. I would say something between 5 and 20 hours um, depending on the topic and it is really important to me to produce content that's of high quality and that is um, helpful and inspiring for you out there. Um, and if you put so much effort and time into something like I did um, for the for this podcast, um, you sometimes just need a break. And that's what I needed. And I think it's okay. Um, so I don't want to be too hard to myself. Um, but I re but I remember that I that something similar happened last year as well. Um, and it was the same time around um, around the year. It was the beginning of summer. Um, and I also took a break of several weeks. And I don't think this is a coincidence. Um, so for next year, I need to be, I need to prepare it. Um, either I need to pre-record a few episodes or, yeah, or I will announce a summer break or so. We will see. However, now I'm back with a lot of energy and a lot to talk about because I did take a break from the podcast, yes, but I did not take a break from game design. Um, I worked on, um, on uh, several games um, that I've been working in the past um, and I also um, uh, worked together with Christian, um, a fellow listener of this podcast and um, also a game designer um, on another game um, yeah, for a couple of months now. And um, as usual, it is a strategy card game and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that we will in the future um, talk more about it on, um, on this show as well. Um, but what, what is important for today's uh, episode is that um, the game only um, had one attribute per card. And that was a power value, a power stat. Um, and due to various reasons, we thought this um, is not enough. And we tried to identify um, yeah, new and innovative uh, stats to be used on, on cards. Uh, because we didn't just want to use the uh, power and toughness value uh, like you have seen it in, in many other games. Um, so today's episode is about the result of, of this research around the topic of um, attributes or stats on cards. So sit back, relax and listen to the newest episode of the Nerd Lab about um, attributes and stats um, used in strategy card games. But before we start, I want to say thank you. To all of you um, that are still here listening to this podcast, even after I missed so many episodes. And um, also, thank you so much 
everyone for reaching out to me, asking about um, if I'm fine, uh, if I have anything related to Corona or so, and um, why I didn't produce new episodes, uh, keeping myself accountable. Um, many of you reached out, and um, I really, really appreciate that. And um, yeah, that is also probably the major reason why I'm back and recording new episodes for you. So thank you so much. And now let's jump into the topic. Let's start with the classical stats we know from Magic the Gathering, for example. Um, it has power and toughness. Most games have some kind of power value that uh, yeah, determines how strong a creature is during combat or how much life point it has sometimes. Um, sometimes you have one value, um, power, which uh, represents both their power during a fight and their amount of hit points also. And sometimes you have two values like power and toughness in magic where you have a, a value that represents their attack value and a, power, uh, a value that represents their, their toughness values or how much of a beating they can take. And um, yeah, many other games uh, copied that, that principle from magic and used uh, a power and toughness value uh, because it creates an interesting... Uh, combat because you can have creatures um, that are um, yeah, strong on attack and weak on defense or the other way around and um, that gives you a lot of design space to create interesting um, interesting creatures and cards and if you only have one value like power you are a little bit more limited with your design choices um, so each creature um, yeah is either powerful or not so powerful And um, other stats that are used, um, for example, often used is some kind of um, of resource. Maybe that's not a re really a stat, but I wanted to mention it here. It is, um, for example, a mana cost or some crystals that you need to pay um, in order to um, to play the card. So these are, I would say, the the most used um, stats: power, toughness, and some kind of of resource. And I think these values there's there's reason that you see these values so often in card games because um they they are interesting they lead to interesting uh, game situations they give you a lot of design space and um yeah that's actually what you are looking for in a game but sometimes you want to do something that's a little bit more unique or give you um another another angle on the game so there are other um other implementations of stats on cards as well and um, I would like to go through some of them and the first one that you also see regularly and also is maybe um, uh, comes from some from the RPG world as well is armor um, in Keyforge for example some of the creatures have an armor value and the armor prevents um, an amount of damage um, equal to the armor value um, that the creature would take. Um, and it often means that uh, it prevents the damage each turn. So it's not uh, not something that is uh, like hit points that is um, can only be used once. Um, it really is a repetitive um, method to prevent damage on a creature. Um, and um, yeah, it adds uh, another layer of, uh, of damage 
design space to the combat because you can um, yeah, can create creatures that are uh, yeah very very weak with regards to their hit points but they have a, a huge a huge armor value um, and that makes them really really hard to um, to kill and you also can create work or uh, play a little bit with, uh, with with keywords or so that give other creatures peers they, that they can ignore armor um, and these kind of concepts concepts you see you see quite often um, uh, more in RPGs but also in um, in card games like yeah like Keyforge for example and um, yeah we also talk already talked about health points. Um, you do not always have power and toughness. Um, you also sometimes see health points um, as a stat on cards. Um, and the difference to toughness, how it is used in magic at least, is that health points track the damage um, a creature has taken. Instead of toughness, that is just um, describes how much damage a creature needs to take with one hit to die. Um, so health points... Um, Track the damage over several turns. Um, you often use uh, damage tokens um, and put them on the cards. Uh, if you're interested in that topic, you can listen to um, a previous episode of this podcast where I talked about um, health systems for card games um, yeah, over several episodes. I just looked it up for you. It was episode 6 and 7 um, in which I talked about health mechanics in board and card games. Yeah, and uh, health points, of course, they work as uh, as simple as they are. If uh, a creature has as much or more damage um, tokens on it as it has power um, or health points, um, the creature is destroyed and then, yeah, oftentimes placed on the discard pile or so. The next attribute that I have seen on card games is something like um, speed. And... Um, Speed is uh, often a value that is used in fighting games like, for example, Combo Fighter, but also others. Um, and oftentimes it is um, to measure the order in a, in a fight. So players both play some kind of card to attack each other and the card with the higher speed value um, attacks first. Um, and if it kills the other card, that it maybe uh, didn't get the chance to um, to strike back. Similar to um, to the speed value, um, the game Battlecon uses um, an attribute called priority, and um, it works pretty much the same way as uh, speed, as I just described it. Um, and it is one of uh, three stats that's used on on each card. And in Battlecon, it, uh, it works the way that you um, always have to combine two cards from, from your hand. And you place them face down in front of you, um, and they form an uh, attack pair. And um, yeah, that attack pair typically consists of um, uh, one style and one base card. Um, and they are, yeah, you, one of it is red and one of it is blue. Um, so you also, um, you're quite it's quite easy for you as a player to, to see what kind of cards you can combine. Um, and each card has um, yeah three stats on it, uh, and priority is one of the three stats. The other ones are range and power. Um, I will talk about range um, yeah, in a second. And um, you have to combine the, the two values of, um, of the cards to get the final value. For example, if one card has a priority of minus one, 
um, and the other uh, card of the attack pair has a priority of two um, that gives you um, um, a final value of priority one and yeah it works pretty much like speed as I just described the player with the higher priority becomes the active player and the other one becomes the reactive player and um, yeah the active player attacks first and um, then you check um, the range and so um, which I will describe in a minute um, and um, yeah do damage to the other um, to the other um, cards and um, the damage is also the combined value of your attack pair both have an uh, have a have an attack or power value um, and yeah the it is a bit more complicated so but I will I will talk a little bit about it so um, the opponent also get um, the chance to have some armor value um, kind of armor value which is called soak um, and the soak value is um, sub subtracted f and uh, from the from the damage that you do and the remaining power value is the damage that you do deal and um, if a character does damage the opposing character is stunned um, unless it has some form of stun guard or so um, but if it is stunned if you dealt damage to it um, higher than its soak value um, that doesn't mean it doesn't strike back so that is the meaning of priority if you go first and deal enough damage you stun your opponent and you uh, he, he doesn't get the chance to to strike back um, this is how it is done in battlecon and i think it's also similar in um, exceed which is also some kind of fighting game and yeah, as mentioned, this is uh, this speed um, or priority value is often used in fighting games, um, and um, it is also used in another fighting game called Combo Fighter, um, it, and there it is called Initiative, and it is used a little bit different. It is they are used as a tiebreaker in a um, in a system that is otherwise uh, pretty much like rock paper scissor, um, so. Cards have three um, colors. There are blue cards, there are uh, red cards, and there are yellow cards. And um, like rock, paper, scissor, blue beats red, uh, red beats yellow, and yellow beats blue. So, but if both players play a red card, for example, um, the initiative value that is printed on the card um, yeah, determines um, who is the winner and gets to do the action stuff. Um, and if... If you win a round um, with it, um, you can continue uh, adding other cards to your attack um, as long as you have the um, the respective combo icons that um, matches the combo box um, of the card that you played directly before it. So a combo icon can also be some kind of stat value. So it uh, describe, describes um, which cards can be combined with each other. Um, in, in, in Combo Fighter, it always is the, f the case that you have a combo box, um, which consists of some form of icon, for example, a red square or a blue triangle. Um, and um, maybe uh, often it, um, it is two or three icons that are that are printed there that means you can come if you play this card as an attack you can combine it with a, uh, a red square card or a blue triangle card um, and each card has this combo icon um, and 
that means it is a blue triangle card and each card has this combo box which determines which other cards you can combine um, with it when you played it as an attack. Um, yeah, that's also some kind of, of stat that is... I didn't play the game, I just read about it, but it, it sounds interesting to me. Um, I'm not so much into the uh, the simple combination stuff based on um, colors and forms. I need a little bit more, more narrative to it, but um, I think it could be very interesting. I thought about a similar concept um, myself, but um, yeah, I couldn't find a way to to make it interesting enough for me maybe combo fighter is a is a game i should i should i should try and play um yeah because it looks yeah it looks promising and simple enough so the next um attribute i wanted to talk about is um range it is also used in um in the games i already talked about in exceed and battlecon and I will explain how they implemented um, based on the game Exceed. Um, because in Exceed, the goal of the game is to deal 30 damage to your opponent. And the game has some kind of battle row in the middle of the table. I have, I think, nine spaces. And each character starts on a space. Uh, one starts on space three and the other one on space seven. Um, and the characters can move on this track when they use uh, an action or when they are pushed or pulled as a result of certain effects. And when one player uses a strike action, um, each player chooses a card from their hand and they uh, are compared to determine who gets um, how much damage. And it uses a lot of different stats to do that. Um, and range is one of it. And um, yeah, the other ones, I most of them are already mentioned. Um, the first thing you do is you compare the speed value. Uh, and whoever has the highest value takes their action first. The player who initiated the strike um, wins uh, if there is a tie, for example. So then you use range. Um, and range could be a single number or um, a range of numbers telling you how close you need to be on this track in the middle of the table um, to the opposing character in order to hit them. Um, so if the character isn't in range, so if the, it is printed uh, one on, car on the card, it means you need to stand directly in front of it. Um, but if it is uh, two to four printed on the card, um, you need to be two or at least four um, fields away from it. Um, and if you aren't in range, the attack doesn't hit and nothing happens. Um, if you are in range, you deal damage to the other character equal to the power value on the card minus the opponent's armor value um, and there is also an additional value which is called guard uh, and if the uh, starting character successfully hits and deals damage to the other character um, in the amount equal or greater to that character's guard value then that character is stunned as i mentioned before and if the character is stunned it doesn't strike back and the turn ends um, Otherwise, it gets an attack itself. Um, yeah, I really like that. Um, how they combine range, speed, power, armor, guard. There, there are a lot of different values that you need to combine. But um, yeah, all of them feel very thematic for a fighting game. And um, they make a lot of sense. And um, it isn't too complex of, um, of math that you need to do. 
Yeah? So I think they really did a great job implementing these um, these different values. And um, yeah, range is also an attribute that has been used in other games, for example, in Battletech. Um, the, it's a game about uh, mechs fighting each other. Um, and there you have uh, several, each mech has several attacks. Um, and um, each attack uh, has a range. And when resolving a combat, um, the, you apply the longest range attack first. And then you uh, go down um, until either one, one mech is dead um, or you run out of attacks. Um, and that's, this, of course, um, is a bit more complicated to resolve the combat, but it also adds um, very interesting combinations. Um, um, I think it's pretty flexible um, compared to the and it's interesting change to the uh, typical I have a power and compare with your with your toughness. It means that if you have a very strong attack but uh, a low range, you need to somehow um, protect the mech uh, to survive long enough to be able to um, yeah to apply its uh, short range attacks. And I like these kind of uh, strategies to um, yeah to to think about uh, a little bit in the long run how you can um, how you can. Yeah, best position your your cards and protect your cards um, to apply their strong effects. When I did the research for this topic, I also asked um, yeah the fellow Reddit designers uh, about their yeah most enjoyable stats on strategy card games, and they mentioned a stat called uh, Honor um, of a game which I didn't played, so. I still wanted to, to, to mention it here if it is interesting for some of you. Um, and the game is um, Legend of the Five Rings of Fantasy Flight Games. And um, yeah, as mentioned, the stat is called Honor. And it is used for several different things. Um, it is used for card draw, it is used for dueling, and it is used as a victory condition as well. Um, so... It is a kind of resource in the game and um, the your stronghold card that you get in the beginning of the game determines how much of um, of this honor value you, you have. During the game, the, this honor value can, um, can increase and decrease based on your actions and some characters would only join you if you had enough uh, honor. Um, or others would uh, raise or drop your honor for uh, associating with them. And what the designer who mentioned it on Reddit uh, really liked about the, this concept was that it added a lot of uh, depth to all your actions um, because everything was connected um, over this um, honor stat. Um, and it would also be used as a victory or loss condition. Um, and um, what's also very um, mentionable here is that it is a perfect fit for a samurai game. Um, and um, that is also that something that I would like to encourage you to think about um, innovative and new stats and um, values that maybe no one has ever used before, um, but that uh, fit very well to your to your theme or setting. Another kind of stat um, a card could have is some kind of um, weakness to specific attacks or specific attack types or. Uh, elements, um, how you have seen it probably in other games, board games and uh, RPG games. So, for example, um, a card could deal fire damage and another one would be um, 
very weak to um, to fire damage and it would be would take maybe double the damage or so um, this kind of weaknesses and could be could be printed on cards as well i think in uh, in netrunner someone mentioned that uh, the ice can only be attacked by uh, a fitting icebreaker attack for example that is also um, yeah some kind of stat that you could um, could add to your game it will increase complexity for sure but um, it might um, might also add a bit of uh, interesting strategy another stat that has been mentioned on reddit is uh, the max army size um, and um, what it means is that there is some kind of constraint built in the game um, for example um, you can only have um, a max army size of power three or so and each Each card then ha comes with a with a cost, with a army size cost, with let's say power or so. Um, and you can either have one really big creature with a power of three, or some kind of um, uh, more three normal ones with a power of one or army size restriction of one. Um, that's um, a way to. Um, use some kind of constraint in your game and combine it with some kind of attribute on the card, which I think is a clever and smart move to do and um, can be very can 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 lead to very interesting um, decisions for the players because um, you might want to play another very strong card that is very good in the current situation, but um, you cannot because your maximum army size is reached and you first have to get rid of one of your other uh, cards or replace it with one from your hand and these kind of decisions are always um, always interesting because they you have to make them new turn after turn depending on the current board state and i like that another stat that um i've seen and that was also mentioned in reddit is um h and that is also in other games it's sometimes time counters also and what it does is that it um, determines with how many age counters or time counters um, a card enters the battlefield or the play and um, after each turn you remove one of those age counters or time counters and um, if there are no counters left on the card the card yeah uh, dies or is removed from the game or um, a certain effect is triggered or whatsoever it's some kind of measurement method to um, determine uh, An, an effect or a lifespan of a card and uh, yeah I, i really like that because it gives you as a as a designer gives you the chance to um to create cards that have very powerful effects but the effects do not happen immediately or they only um impact the board for a certain amount of time so you can create really powerful and interesting effects because um they yeah either are removed from the game after two or three turns anyway or um, you give the um, the opponent at least some turns of time and the chance to um, to interact with it to remove it before the effect goes off and i really like that kind of design space and um, it's also easy to balance these kind of cards because if you see it's too strong you just um, add another time counter and give the opponent one more turn to um, to react on it or you um, uh, remove one time counter or age counter to to make sure that the card only stays in in game for one turn instead of two or three so i really like that kind of mechanic um, of course you need counters in addition to measure it um, but um, yeah 
I think it's worth it. It adds a lot of um, interesting stuff to the game. The next attribute or stat I want to talk about is something that I really find very interesting, but it's but I can only talk about it very vague because I do not know the game that uses it. Um, it was just mentioned in one comment um, on Reddit, and um, the one commenting um, also didn't remember the name of the game, but it must have been some kind of competitive dungeon exploring game. Um, and the, the players would gain some kind of peril for doing dangerous things. Um, and that could also be printed on the card as a value. If you, if you play a card, it some kind of um, increases your peril um, value. And this gives the other player, um, this can, the other player can use this peril value as a resource. Um, they can use the per your peril to, to play bad cards on you to curse you or whatsoever. And I really love that kind of mechanic um, uh, when something, someone can, uh, can do something bad to you, um, but he cannot do it for free. It's your own fault. It's, a, it's a push, some kind of push your luck because you, you play a strong card that also increases your, uh, the risk of getting, um, getting a bad response from your opponent. Um, And I like that, and I think some kind of peril value or risk value um, that that is printed on the card could be could be a brilliant idea to um, to implement that. Even so, I have not seen it myself in a in a game yet. If you know the game or have seen a similar implementation of a, of an attribute or mechanic like that, um, yeah, please reach out, um, tell me, um, and um, I will look at the game. The next attribute or stat I wanted to mention is also not not really a stat because it's not a, a, a not a numeric value um, but um, for me it also counts as um, some kind of stat because um, it is relevant for um, how conflict um, is resolved in the game and the game I'm talking about is a Game of Thrones the card game and um, Combat just you just compare the, the the power values of the characters in the challenge, but um, not each character can participate um, in each combat. They are limited to the um, to which challenges they can be used, um, and I really like that because that is kind of realistic. I mean, um, there can be uh, diplomatic challenges between two factions. There can be uh, combat challenges. Um, there can be intrigues and. Um, in Game of Thrones, that's uh, how they implemented um, their their combat system or their challenge system, be uh, because some characters can only participate in warfare challenges, um, whereas other characters can participate in warfare and intrigue challenges, and another character uh, can only participate in renown and intrigue challenges. So um, that gives you a lot of um, new decisions and these decisions are also yeah kind of kind of thematic when you when you know the game of thrones uh, saga because uh, not all uh, fights uh, have been won or lost on the battlefield in this game um, and um, i like how they have transported this um, feeling into the card game um, yeah and um, yeah also because each challenge has different consequences um There's, uh, there are many different interesting decision points for the players, and I like that. 
Another game that uses um, kind of a stat, which is not really a stat because it's not numeric, um, is Arkham Horror, the card game. And um, what it does is um, it uses skill icons. So um, some cards have skill icons printed on uh, the left side of the card. And if you run into a skill challenge during the game, for example, um, a wisdom challenge or so, um, then you can use uh, this card, discard it, and get a bonus to the um, to the to the challenge if it is a agility challenge or so. You need the matching agility icons on the on the card that you are discarding. I like that as well because it adds a secondary use to a, to a card, which I also um, am a big fan of, um, because it allows you as a game designer to create. Um, a wider range of a range of cards. You can design um, situational cards um, that you would not play all the time um, because they are sometimes useless. But since they have a secondary use, you can um, just throw them away um, for another skill challenge if um, the game state um, yeah, didn't require the card to be played. Another value that they use, which is a numeric value, but it's not super interesting um, for the gameplay, is a value that is printed on the card. It just says one or two or three. Um, and it's some kind of deck building restriction because you're only allowed to put um, a certain amount of uh, one, two or three card, uh, three valued cards into your deck. So you can also use a stat um, to represent that. But it, since it has no real e impact on the game itself, so I would say it doesn't really count as a stat. But I wanted to mention it here. The... Last kind of stat implementation I wanted to mention is um, from Aventuria, the card game. And what um, what they did in their game is they have three different stats. Um, and the stats represent um, a character's, um, or can be magic damage, range damage, and uh, melee damage. And you, as a player, can... Um, attack with all three stats per turn. So we have a maximum of three attacks. And um, some cards have only a, a melee attack. Some have a, a magic attack and a range attack. And you can choose which one you want to use. So um, the goal, of course, is to have um, three different cards in play um, that... Um, that you can attack with uh, one card with a melee attack, one card with a, a ranged attack, and with the other one with a with a magic attack. So that's also um, um, an interesting uh, take on it, which I haven't seen in another game um, yet. It uh, yeah, while playing the game, it felt it felt good, it felt right for the game, but um, of course it involves a lot of luck. So if you don't draw the correct uh, the matching cards for the different attack types it can mean that you as a player end up with only um, one attack while the other player um, has three attacks per turn which is of course a big a huge difference um, and um, it doesn't uh, break the game in that case because it is a, a cooperative game and if one player isn't as strong as another one um, it can be a bit frustrating, but it doesn't mean that that player loses on the spot or so. Um, and uh, yeah, he or she can catch up uh, during the end of the game, of course. However, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't recommend using something like that in, um, in a competitive um, game. Okay, and yeah, that is pretty much um, 
everything I wanted to talk about today. I know there are probably many other stats out there on uh, strategy card games. If something yeah, came to your mind, which I didn't mention today, please um, yeah, go ahead, uh, email me um, at um, marvin at nerdlikeaboss.com or yeah, contact me on um, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You will find me there with the nerd uh, like a boss hashtag um, i'm always uh, yeah responding and looking forward to talk to all of you and um, yeah i'm really really happy that you are still here um, even after i missed so many weeks and um, yeah, i'm looking forward to produce new and fresh content for you um, in the upcoming weeks and i'm yeah just glad to be back so until next week keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss Goodbye.